So his Instagram is apparently the stuff of legends. Millions of followers will see him cruise in yachts surrounded by women, sleep on stacks of money, and fire M60 machine guns. Dan Bilzerian is also apparently an actor, an entrepreneur, who has made his riches by playing poker. At least, that's what he claims. But in the past two years, Bilzerian's lifestyle has caught up with him, especially as part of Ignite, his cannabis company going public. Now, a lot of his past has come to light, and his alpha male existence, of course, wasn't perfect. Now, it's, it's weird. When I first came across this guy's Instagram profile, maybe three or four years ago, probably the thing that makes me the most curious is why so many people end up following him. I don't know how many followers he has these days. Tens of millions, probably. King of Instagram slogan and everything. And is it a question of envy or people envying this lifestyle? Is it a question of just, I don't know, schadenfreude? Why do we, why do people, why do tens of millions of people feel drawn to the type of content that Dan Bilzerian produces? I, I think it's a much more, I think it's a much deeper study on sort of human behavior and, and what we enjoy watching. That's, that's not, I'm not going to get into that. This is company forensics. So to understand Dan Bilzerian, we have to go back in time as usual. Daniel Brandon Bilzerian was born in 1980 to Paul Bilzerian and Terry Steffen. So his father, Paul, was quite a character. After serving in Vietnam, he had this brief stint in university. And then Paul Bilzerian made a big name for himself in the corporate world in the 80s as a corporate raider. Now, corporate raiders buy large stakes in companies to gain control, and then they take action to increase the stock value. Now, more often than not, these actions are either fully unethical and way against company management, and Bilzerian was no exception. In fact, he earned a reputation as aggressive and only sometimes successful. And his schemes were too obvious, and of course the SEC started tracking him. Now, by 89, authorities had enough to accuse him of fraud. But Paul Bilzerian was elusive. So instead, he delayed the trial and he used defense allegations as simple as, I didn't hurt anybody, or, hey, I'm a Vietnam vet. And this strategy, believe it or not, paid off because authorities could not put him away for the full extent of his crimes. And instead, he ended up paying only a tiny fraction of his theoretical punishment. Now, in total, he served 16 months in prison instead of the original four years. And on the $62 million that he defrauded, he only had to pay back $3.7 million. And these are all essential facts to Dan Bilzerian's story. So remember them for now, but let's go back to Dan for a sec. Dan Bilzerian was not a good student, not during high school, not during college. In fact, he dropped out of four high schools in three years, and he ended up enrolling in the Navy, and that seems to have worked. After all, he claims that he was weeks away from graduating from the Navy SEALs, which was one of the most demanding branches of the military. Now, he never finished, though. Instead, Bilzerian says that he pissed off an officer, which led to his expulsion. Now, there's no evidence to support this, but there's none to deny it. So I guess we just have to go with his story. Now, after the failed Navy SEALs experience, he gave academics one more shot. He enrolled in the University of Florida, where he apparently graduated from business. Apparently. What's important is that at the University of Florida, he fell in love with poker. And this affair would define his life. Dan Bilzerian said that in 2007, he had $750 to his name, which he got from selling some guns. But 
According to him, he was determined to bounce back in life. So on his way to Vegas, he managed to turn those $750 into $10,000 and then into $187,000. Now, it's no secret that Dan Bilzerian likes to live big. And for years, he has said that the money that pays for his lifestyle comes from poker and from poker alone. Repeatedly, he has stated that he's earned as much as $50 million playing poker. And the media sort of believes him even before he was a massive Instagram celebrity. In 2013, when he had a mere 200,000 followers, the Daily Mail called him the $100 million poker champion. They also called him a playboy with a lunatic lifestyle. So at least they had one of these things right. And yes, the world of poker is quite lavish, but there's a problem. Some people within the poker circles don't buy his persona. They question his talent. Take Doug Polk, for example. He's a professional poker player that has gone to great lengths to analyze Bilzerian's game. And as a result, he's found many inconsistencies and mistakes, which professionals at Bilzerian's alleged level shouldn't be making. And then there's the other side of the coin. Yes, people love criticizing, especially within the poker world. But pro or not, Bilzerian was this walking promotion machine. Followers were increasing exponentially and poker was regaining popularity thanks to him. So let's face it, many want his lifestyle, even if it's extreme. In fact, it's so extreme that sources disagree on how many heart attacks he's had. The base number is two, by the way, two before turning 30, which is already admirable. But some sources say he's had a third heart attack, while other sources say that that was just this pulmonary embolism. And you have to love Bilzerian's explanation for these medical scares. At first, he said it was due to fatigue because he didn't sleep for three days. But then he revealed that it was really a combination of Viagra, cocaine, and exhaustion. Just some light stuff. But why does that matter? If poker gave him such a lifestyle, then fine. That's until you start digging into his past. In 2014, Dan Bilzerian finally told the Wall Street Journal that he had inherited some money from his father. But he didn't disclose how much. Now, remember all that story about Paul Bilzerian? That's where it comes into play. Paul Bilzerian never actually returned the money to the SEC because he declared bankruptcy in 91. Months before doing so, Paul Bilzerian funneled the money through this complicated network of companies and trust funds. Some were his and others belonged to his wife, but the authorities had a tough time tracking them. In fact, they were never able to do so. Paul Bilzerian was so brilliant that his fortune disappeared in an untraceable web of fake companies. Part of that fortune was this trust fund with a total of $11.86 million. The future owners would be his two sons, and the fund would start operating when they turned to 25. Now, we're not saying Dan Bilzerian's money comes from his father's shady business, but we're not saying it doesn't. We can say that since about the age of 30, he's been in the public eye, for better or worse. And of course, he loves it. In fact, Bilzerian has never shied away from the spotlight. He has even ventured into acting. For example, he invested a million dollars in the film Lone Survivor in exchange for eight minutes and 30 seconds of dialogue. I did not know that you could do that before we researched this script. So anyway, Bill Zarin has not won any Oscars, so his acting was, of course, not up to par. Now, the film company ended up cutting his screen time to about one minute and just one dialogue line. And he, of course, was not happy, so he ended up suing them. Now, it turns out that the movie was so successful that he earned more from the royalties than from the lawsuits. We ended up dropping it. And the story kind of repeats itself all across Dan Bilzerian's 
life. But it's of course not only about these shortened screen times. It's gotten much more serious. Dan Bilzerian was present at the Vegas shooting and he decided that it was okay to film himself and then post these videos on Instagram. He described the chaos in the first few videos. He narrated how people had died around him. And then other videos surfaced in which he played hero and was asking a cop for a gun to help out. Now, these videos show him flashing what seems to be his gun permit and asking a cop for a gun. He asked officials, hey, do, don't you want my help? To which the police officer replied, who the fuck are you? Get away from me. The backlash was immediate. Many criticized him for wanting the spotlight and uploading the video to Instagram. He has since taken them down, though. Then, of course, there's the pool incident, because once Bilzerian threw a woman into a pool and broke her foot, so she sued him, and his lawyer said that it was an act of God. He also kicked a model's face at a bar, but claimed that he was breaking up a fight. And then he was arrested once for trying to build a bomb. So the controversies just keep piling up. So when he announced his new company, Ignite, the world took notice. Now, Bilzerian created this Ignite cannabis company to become, in his own words, the first premium global cannabis brand. But then he changed the business model. After months in existence, Ignite said that it was becoming a lifestyle brand instead. So they still sell their cannabis products, but they also sell clothing and beverages and vapes. They had hired lifestyle veterans such as Linda Menzel and Jean Bernardo. And the company was busy hosting launch parties worldwide with the models and the alcohol and their products. Promotional videos showed Ignite as this brand for people who wanted to party and to live this carefree life. So Ignite went public in February 2019 and reported an accumulated $3.5 million in revenue from January to June. So this was a promising start. Well, no, because in that same period, the company had $23 million in losses. So it doesn't end there because there was this big question. Journalist Chris Roberts sums it up. I cover CBD and weed for a living. I live in an area absolutely saturated with CBD products, and I do not think I have ever seen an Ignite product out in the wild. Young companies can struggle to reach profitability and have difficulties placing their products, but Ignite was different. The products were nowhere to be found, but still the company kept partying. Well, it turns out that Ignite wasn't just financing itself. At the beginning of 2020, Ignite saw its valuation reach $52 million. Due to the pandemic, CBD and THC products have seen an increase in consumption, and as a result, companies were seeing a boost in sales and in revenue. But Ignite didn't. Many had speculated on why this was happening. The rumors floated in the air for months. The real reason for this strange behavior surfaced in mid-2020. It turns out that Ignite was Bilzerian's personal ATM. The company had filed $67 million to finance his lifestyle. It paid for such expenses as the lease for his Los Angeles home, which was about $200,000 a month. Now, other expenses, including $15,000 for a ping pong table, $26,000 in Instagram promotions, and a $130,000 Bahamas photo shoot. All Dan Bilzanian did was swipe this credit card and Ignite was taking the blow. And after the report came out, anonymous employees confirmed that Ignite paid for Bilzerian's tastes. And there's a big reason why they renamed Nameless. It turns out that Bilzerian had this short fuse when it came to his money. The company's former president, Curtis Heffernan, questioned the expenses and refused to pay for them. So Dan Bilzerian fired him the day after. 
but firing the president didn't fix the company's financial situation, of course. So let's see how Ignite made money. The funds were coming from two sources, issuing and selling stocks and raising debt. According to Ignite's annual filing, $25 million came from shares and $20 million came from debt, convertible debt, or a short-term promissory note as the official technical name. If you don't know how a convertible note works, you should check out our video about it. So the company existed thanks to outside money and not due to actual sales. And add to this that the internal finances were making no sense. Ignite's promotion budget was $22 million, while revenue was less than half. And all the while, Bilzerian was not slowing down. His Instagram kept showing bikini-clad women, yachts, and stacks of money. And when news broke out of Ignite's finances, he downplayed the whole situation. He used Uber's financial position as a reference because, of course, the ride-hailing giant made or operated at a loss for many years. But despite his comments, Ignite, of course, was struggling. In less than a year, it had four different precedents. Also, partners felt that the risk was too high. So in October 2020, Canmart, their leading distributor in Canada, decided to end the partnership. Canada was one of their biggest markets, but with heavy losses, with no products and no distributors, Ignite's stock plummeted from 1.44 Canadian to 0.36. Many believe that Ignite had but weeks to live, even ourselves when we made the video about this. But in typical Bilzerian fashion, he said things had turned around by the end of 2020. It turns out that even if Ignite had this lousy distribution network, people still wanted THC and CBD products, or so the company had you believe. Ignite reported that in Q4 of 2020, it had registered a net income of $3.4 million. Plus, for 2021, the company had slashed the promotional budget, aka Dan Bilzerian's parties, by 75%. But then you look at the fine print. Most of the income came from swelling up its debt by trading shares. So Ignite continued to operate in debt from the cannabis sales, struggling with operating costs that far outweigh those sales. But it could only hold on for so long. And in October 2021, Ignite decided to pull out of the Canadian stock market. So in the end, Ignite manages to keep this flame going. It keeps fueling Dan Bilzerian's life. And that's a perfect ending to this tale. He just relies on millions of dollars that aren't his. The question is, for how long?